I'm Lindsay Smith, welcoming you to the Raise the Line podcast with Osmosis from Elsevier, an ongoing exploration about how to improve health and healthcare. Our Year of the Zebra initiative was created by Osmosis co-founder Shiv Gaglani to shine a light on those with rare diseases, also referred to as zebras. He was taught in medical school when you hear hoofbeats to think of horses and not zebras. This way of thinking means to think of the most common disorder and not rare disorders or rare disease conditions. This past year, we launched the Year of the Zebra Initiative that aimed to educate millions of current and future healthcare professionals, caregivers, researchers, patients, family members, and the general public about these zebra conditions. In 2023, we marked the 40th anniversary of the Orphan Drug Act, a milestone that brought hope to hundreds of millions of people worldwide affected by rare disorders. To shed light on these rare disorders, Osmosis and Elsevier have jointly created a weekly newsletter, which has now received over 1 million learners subscribing to it on a monthly basis and growing, featuring a zebra condition each week. We've also opened an open access journal called Rare, and we've launched an Elsevier Health Hub, a comprehensive resource that serves as a one-stop shop for highlighting rare diseases, journal articles, and personal stories. We have a special episode today in our Year of the Zebra series of interviews on rare diseases. I am overjoyed to welcome Maddie McNear and her mom, Lauren McNear, who are going to help us learn about Coates disease, which is characterized by abnormal development of blood vessels in the retina. According to the National Organization for Rare Disorders, affected individuals may experience loss of vision due to changes in the retina and in severe cases, retinal detachment. I'm sure Maddie will tell us more about this in just a few minutes. There are no known causes to date. Since Maddie's journey with Coates disease began when she was three, she has undergone over 13 surgical procedures. But despite these challenges, she has managed to lead an active life, which we're looking forward to learning lots more about today. Thank you so much for being with us, Maddie and Lauren, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And I should note that Maddie is also our first kid that we have had on the show. So it's an extra special episode for us today. To get us started, um, I want to start with Lauren. And I want to see if you can kind of take us back to when you first noticed a problem with Maddie and what kind of helped lead to this diagnosis. Yeah. So around two and a half, I'm a teacher, so I'm with her in the summer. And at about two and a half years old, uh, we noticed that when she was watching TV, anything that was farther away, she had a hard time focusing and her left eye would drift. It would drift out. So just after some of our observations, um, we tried to get her in to an optometrist thinking that maybe she just had an, a lazy eye and just needed to be patched before she went to preschool or kindergarten later on. And so we ended up going to, we're very blessed that we have a children's hospital 20 minutes away. And so um, it took about eight weeks to get her in. And right before her third birthday, we had an appointment and they were looking at her eyes, explaining, you know, like she's not, she can't focus in that eye. It drifts when she's tired or she's watching TV. And within five minutes of one optometrist looking at her eye, um, you could just tell she was like, I'll be right back. And she left. And, you know, it's never good when one doctor leaves and they come back with multiple doctors. So then one optometrist left. We came in with two more optometrists and they all looked at her. Um, and at that point, they were just like, we are very concerned. We don't even know if your daughter can see out of her eye. We see a white dot. It's possibly cancer. So, you know, as soon as I said that, I like lost it because we 
it was so unexpected that I just thought we were going to be told, hey, just patch her eye for a couple of months and she'll move on. And then we were being told, you need to go to the downtown Children's Mercy because she needs to be put under for an MRI for cancer. So it was just kind of a whirlwind. So does that, sorry, did that answer that question? Yeah, no, that's that's perfect, Lauren. Thank you um, for that background. Um, so I want to kind of turn it over to you, Maddie, and I want to just kind of understand a little bit just more about you as a person before we get into your presentation. I just want to know what you like to do for fun, any hobbies. Are you an athlete like your mom? Tell me what you like to do for fun. Well, I am kind of like an athlete. I do gymnastics. I like playing basketball. I also play soccer. Um, I like to cook and bake. I also like dinosaurs. I like swimming, and I also like to go to the zoo. What have you been doing recently since you got a keyboard for Christmas? I've been playing. And writing what? Songs for it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's incredible, Maddie. I hope to hear one of your songs at some point. Um, You'll have to have your mom post it or send it to us at some point. That's really amazing. Maddie, I want to know if you can kind of take us through your um, Coats presentation. You can share screens and kind of walk us through that. Does that sound okay? Yes. I've never shared screens before. Well, I could do it for your girlfriend. Don't you worry. All right, Maddie, take it away. Coats disease is where when I was born, my blood vessels didn't close all the way. So that makes leaking come into my eye. Mm-hmm. What are some things that Coats disease makes harder for you? Um, it makes harder for me to see in dark rooms. I fall a lot and sometimes it's blurry. And sometimes my eyes do something kind of crazy. Whenever I blink, my right eye will just go blurry. I've been to three different cities. I've been to Kansas City, Chicago, and Detroit. For all your surgeries? Yes, and we've recently found out that Detroit is the best place to go because I have doctors that are trained by the best, Dr. Tracy. My favorite thing, my doctor was Dr. Tracy's son. And what is so incredibly awesome about the arc in Detroit with Dr. Tracy, with with his son now taking over your case, because what did his dad do? His dad found the first cure for COVID. Well, there's no cure, remember? There's no cure for COVID, but he's the, the first, the first to pioneer all the procedures for Coates disease. So his son is now taking over her case. We also had Dr. Grinzer, which mm-hmm. was trained by Dr. Tree. Yes, so we're very blessed to be there with mm-hmm. all those awesome doctors. What about these pictures? So I had a retractomy, laser surgery, and cryo. Good. I like playing basketball, building with my daddy. Um, I like dinosaurs. I like going to the zoo. Coats disease won't hold me down. Can you say a little bit more excitedly than that? Coats disease won't hold me down. (laughs) I like baking, cooking, gymnastics, and soccer. What do you like to do a lot with daddy with briskets and chickens and ribs? What do you go, what do you do with daddy a lot? I like to grill 
grilled and smoked meats. She's really, really good at that. Wow, Maddie, that was amazing. Thank you for uh, taking us through that presentation. It sounds like you are just thriving in so many different areas like sports and cooking and going to the zoo and piano playing as well. So um, that that's incredible. Um, I want to kind of come back to one of your things that you mentioned, uh, Maddie, in your presentation. It sounds like Dr. Tracy might be one of your favorite doctors, but um, at Osmosis, our company, we help um, train future doctors and clinicians. So I wanted to know if you could tell us why Dr. Tracy maybe is so good or maybe any of your nurses that you've had or other doctors that you've had. Um, I'm sure you've had some good ones along the way, but why are they so good, Maddie? What do they do that kind of help you? So at Children's Mercy, I really liked because there was two nurses, Nurse Maddie and Alex, and they're pediatric nurses. So that means they work with kids and they're my favorite. Why were they your favorite? Um, well, why did you love Nurse Maddie? What did, how did she make you feel in pre-op before you went back to the OR and everything? She made me feel safe and calm. And we found out... There was a medicine there that would just make me wild. Yeah, we don't take the pink princess medicine anymore before proceeding. Yeah, so you've learned you've learned a lot about uh, along the way, which which is amazing. And Maddie, how are you feeling today? I feel good. Tell them about your big news. So we had a doctor appointment December twenty first, one month post op appointment from your second vitrectomy, where you had multiple folds in your retina fluid aneurysms were going on it was a very unexpected surgery we were under the impression we would just have laser and um an injection so once they did her scans everybody even the doctors were shocked at the state of her eye and so we had a two-hour procedure it was pretty invasive and what did our results show in one month later maddie one month later they show no fluid how much fluid zero lip none wow We've never had that in her three, four years of diagnosis. She's always had fluid. Expected means are the best to happen. That's right. That's exactly right. What amazing news. That's like the ultimate Christmas present, I think, right? Let's go back just a little bit. Um, one kind of question for you, Lauren. So what's what are next steps at this point um, now that you've gotten kind of that great news? Yeah, so we were going every six weeks down to Kansas City to our uh, doctor. So with it being so rare, as you guys know, like if it's in the U.S., if it's less than 200,000, um, it's considered rare in Europe. It's one out of every 2,000. So with it being so rare, we don't have a lot of options in the U.S. right now. So her primary care has been in Kansas City. And then they pretty much told us after her ninth surgery, you know, we've done all we can um, and referred us to Detroit for Dr. Tracy and Dr. Drenzer, which have been the best thing ever for us because that's what they do. They do retina for pediatrics. Um, and so now we just are seen every three months in Kansas City and are in contact with our doctors at the ARC. And we will decide if fluid returns, we'll go back to Detroit, have more scans and possible procedure. So now it's kind of just a waiting game. And if all goes well, we'll just keep going three months and three more months and three more months. And then Hopefully we'll become stable and the hope is one time a year with surgery and then one every five years and just the less surgeries we can have, the better. Yep. And a cure. We're praying for a cure every night. Last year I had to like have four surgeries in Detroit. We had three, but we got to go to the beach for the first time ever because you didn't have a surgery during the summer. Yep. 
That's really um, a nice add on the beach. I I love the beach. Did you make sandcastles and splash around, Maddie? I tried to make a sandcastle, but it wouldn't work. <laughs> Me and Finley were eating snacks on the beach. They were kettle chips and they had sand in them. Uh-oh. That happens sometimes. I think that happens a lot at the beach, actually. Yep. <laughs> what else did you see at that special restaurant What were there and swimming around? We went to a buffet and there was a mermaid. Mermaids? Wow. That sounds really, really amazing, Maddie. Um, I want to ask your mom a couple more questions, Maddie, and then we're going to wrap it up, okay? You are doing just amazing over there. So, Lauren, a lot of times when we talk to parents of children with rare diseases, we really find that they become the experts. Um, they're in it every single day. They're researching everything. They're looking for new cutting-edge um, treatments, things like that. So I'm assuming that has likely been your experience as well. Um, and so I'd love for you to comment on that. And then also talk to us about the Coates disease community. Have you met other people kind of in the same space? Yeah. So, I mean, as soon as you get news like this, you take like a nosedive into the internet and just try to figure out everything. And that's why I love what you guys are representing and doing, because when it does become to rare diseases, there's not a lot of information and a lot of support out there. So uh, yeah, Maddie's been like the number one advocate for her own education. So that's my other big thing is we've kind of let her lead us on her journey and invited her into being the expert and one thing I want to say is if you have a child with a rare disease or a child that goes under a lot of procedures, they are the expert in the OR room. And Maddie's been into 13 procedures and been put under about 16 times since she was three. Since she's gotten older, she knows what's happening. And so we let her lead in the pre-op room now. So she tells the nurse, I want you to do my blood pressure now. I want you to do my eye drops later. I want you to come back. Um, I don't want to ride the bed into the OR. I want my daddy to carry me. I want my bear bear and my blanket with me. And Maddie even puts on the mask on herself to put herself to sleep now because that just is comfortable for her. And so we've kind of made her the number one in her diagnosis where she tells everybody what would make her most comfortable going into procedures, especially. So like inviting your kid in and allowing them to run the show has made all the difference on how she goes back into the OR for us. And I just want to say that Choice is the best place to go because there are really good professionals there. And Detroit will like his bring stuff, animals, blankets, whatever they feel comfortable with. And they'll also let them bring a parent to feel safe. Yeah, they do. It's awesome. It sounds like um, an incredible place. And I love that you've really let her kind of you know, call the shots as she's gotten older. Um, and that has made all the difference for you guys. So how can people get more involved, Lauren, from your perspective, from a parent's perspective? There's only one organization right now that is for um, Coats Disease. You can do like curecoats.org. It's the Jack McGovern's Coats Disease Foundation. It was actually started by um, a family because their son um, was diagnosed with Coats Disease. And we're very active in that group. Uh, it's through Facebook we get on. You can donate um, through the Jack McGovern Coast Disease Foundation. It's the only foundation for this disease. There's an advocate out in Nashville who holds some benefits through Jack McGovern's that we've um, been invited to. And I would just say, like, it's just hard because there's not as much research behind this yet um, and only one foundation. So just getting awareness out there, which is what our primary goal is, is to just spread awareness about this rare disease so that other families know the glow when it happens. Because looking back at photos of Maddie, um, I don't have a lot of photos of her in the dark. And 
now if I, once she got diagnosed, we went back and we noticed that, um, I always do a post around Halloween for parents. I'm always like, take a picture of your child in their Halloween costume at night, because if you have a flash and one eye glows gold, that's a sign of something wrong. And for Maddie, she had that. And we just thought it was red eye. We just didn't even put the dots together until we looked back after her diagnosis. And like, she's had it her entire life. We just thought it was something wrong with the camera angle. Um, so I feel like just stepping up and spreading awareness ourselves, but along with that foundation and really sharing what all the information they have. So like Maddie's well known in the building, in my school building, because she will tell everybody about Coates disease, anybody in the grocery store, she's always spreading awareness and Oh. We're very proud of her and how much she's accomplished. Mommy, mm-hmm. I want to tell Mrs. Olette that. Oh, your principal? And, uh-huh. And maybe she can make get the whole school and to donate stuff to the hospital oh, for kids. Because that, they don't have anything to do there. That's a good idea. We can do that. That's a really good idea, Maddie. I love that. Coming up with little activity kits for the hospital sounds like a really nice, nice thing to do awareness so the whole school knows about coast disease and how other kids have to be in hospitals if they have something wrong with their eyes they have to go there and i've been to the hospitals a lot and i'm like either boring date i have nothing to do here yeah you know i think that's a really good idea if you get your school behind this maddie i want to know about it because we want to definitely participate if we can um here's my last question maddie and lauren both of you guys same question this will be our grand finale here what do you wish future doctors knew about Coates disease and kind of your experience um i would think that would be really really great so they could help find a cure for Coates disease and i want to be a future doctor someday i want to be a like Nurse Maddie and Nurse Alex. These nurses, I tell you, they have a lot of a lot of weight on these kids' lives. Nurses change everything for even parents. We've had so many nurses. She doesn't know, but nurses cry with us when she's gone back and everything. So Mommy freaked out and cried for literally two hours whenever they did the procedure. Having parental support, it depends on the disease, obviously, but um, there's only two Facebook groups I found on Coats disease with parents and there's always people answering questions and we haven't found anybody around us who has Coats disease but it's a good sounding board uh before procedures because like some people have never had cryotherapy so we could show them like a picture of maddie like you're going to be shocked because their eyes going to swell up the size of a golf ball and we were not expecting that or like we need to share our experiences and our um size of a golf Wow. Yeah, our doctors, we have a lot of doctor talk, like if you're in certain areas, what doctors you see. So I feel like it's good and it's bad that it's a rare disease because I feel like we're a really small community. So someone's always going to answer your question honestly, because we know how rare it is and how there's not a lot of resources. Um, but because it is so rare, I feel like there's not a lot of money and everything towards research and finding a cure. So that's what's hard because that's that's our wish too, is that one day there is a cure or medical technology continues to advantage at the rate it is because in other countries they're right now doing retina transplants none have been successful but they're working on that because her retina is detached um at this point so her vision was 2250 in that eye which is blind 
but it's just kind of a waiting game to see if her retina needs to be reattached, if that would help or not. You are just a real life superhero. And we are um, so thankful that you and your mom, Lauren, has have joined us today. Um, we have learned so much about Coates disease and we're eager to cheer you on through this, Maddie, and also hopefully see you as a future healthcare provider when you uh, get a little bit older, um, whether that's a nurse or a doctor. Um, I think sometimes patients make the best healthcare providers as well. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks, Lauren. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We love your message and what you all are doing. I'm Lindsay Smith. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. Um, Remember to do your part to raise the line and strengthen the healthcare system. We are all in this together. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our episodes at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast.